Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Far over the haven line, see those fields of corn, oh, the sway and the waft, how they glimmer, how they create a shining below the sun, and how they point to you towards a path beyond, the path that leads under the willows there. Down past the water mill and into the gleaming, into the sunlit fronds of time, into the comfy chairs, to the pint glasses, to the pump pulled by a master of ale, into the moon underwater. Robin, 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 I'd forgotten it was Chimes Day. Oh, not again. In the correct realm. Uh, the Chime Festival, where all the locals bring out their chiming items. What's been some of your picks? It comes around so fast, doesn't it? it? Abs- yes, yeah. it feels like only yesterday, but it was last week's Chime Festival. Yeah, it's every week, which I think is too much. That's too much. I think people get sick of the chimes, don't they? Yeah, we've got wind chimes, doorbells, hmm. and uh, obviously we've got to keep up with the times. A lot of Ringo. Uh, doorbells. What's that? It's that. Uh, oh no, that's the parking app. Um, that's a that's a different festival. That's the parking app festival. Yeah. Those ring doorbells where you can sort of see uh, the burglar. Oh yeah, I don't just really to really un- rub it in. Yeah, I don't really understand the point of those. So you you might be on your phone. And you can check who's burgling your house. Is that the yes. Idea? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and then you can call the police. So nothing doesn't really stop you getting burgled, <laughs> yeah. but uh, at least it gives you a bit of an insight into the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what have been some of your favourite chimes you've seen out on the streets? Oh, there was a lovely kind of chromatic. Chime. There was on on top of the uh, on top of the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, chromatic in sound and colour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it was very beautiful. Any others? Um, 
<laughs> Any other chimes? Yeah, there was loads. Yeah, dream chimes. Yes. Wine chimes. Wind chimes. No, wine chimes. Oh, wine, wine chimes. chimes. So yeah. what's a wine chime? Well, you know wine. Yeah. You know when you um, have wine in the wine glass mm-hmm. and you kind of and you uh, lick your finger and then and then yeah. But so you when when you make the sort of wine glass sound sound yes, yeah. I'd call that a wine chime. Oh right. Or a glass harmonica. A glass harmonica. It's not really a chime though, is it? Well, what's your definition of chime, John? Well, I think there's got to be impact. Okay. You're very. You're asking so many questions. Is it? Well, I just. <laughs> do you know, word's gone round at the festival that yeah. you haven't actually been to the chime festival this week. What do you mean? Well, that you you thought you'd go and get a coffee. Yeah, I did. and you missed it. And a lot of the a lot of the floats had your name on them. Well, I did that thing. You know, when you're in a, a film and you are running. And you want to escape from your bedroom, so you put some pillows down yeah. and, and, and put the duvet over it. Uh-huh. I sort of did that, but just out in the town, I just put some pillows down. Uh, but it doesn't work, of course, because there was no bed. No, doesn't, doesn't work. Anyway, well, lesson learned for next time, um, and apologies to a lot of the school children uh, who'd made a lot of effort with their chimes this year. Um, but the chimes, they are a-changing. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I think that is to announce... This week's guest making their way through the crowds, the timpani and the wine chimes mm. slash glass harmonicas. It's Jordan Gray. Welcome, Jordan. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's bloody chimey out there. <laughs> it really is, isn't is. it? It's chimey, yes. And apologies for not warning you, it's the chime festival. Um, That's all right. I come, I've come from the Clang Festival. Which have is you? I'll tell you what, I love a clang. I love a big metallic whack on like a uh, container. Mm, you know, it sounds like yeah. a whale. Like, oh, like a sort of... Yeah. Like maybe an aluminium baseball bat on a shipping container? Specifically, well, I tell yeah, you what's yeah, good. Yeah, I, I don't know if it. you've got a Chili's bottle, but they do a yeah. lovely oh, that's that's a gorgeous one. Do you know what? I think we've found the, the exact midpoint, the equidistant point between a clang and a chime. Clime. And it's hitting a, chi- a half-full Chili's bottle. Yeah. Very, very I think nice. A circum, is it circumnavigate is perhaps the word we were looking for on the on the glasses there. That's what I would have jumped oh, in. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. A, yeah. A, a digital circumnavigation. <laughs> yeah, digital bottle. circumnavigation yeah. of a wine glass. Like a, a finger trying to discover longitude in the... Uh, sure, of, I wasn't here for that. I, I, I've heard tale of the conversation. Well, it's yeah. already, it goes around like wildfire. Exactly, yeah, they're yeah. already chatting about it up to out of the... Uh, the moon underwater, without being a sort of civic hub here in the in the correct realm, <laughs> is sort of the cultural centre of this realm. Mm. Um, so, speaking of cultural centres, Jordan, I saw your show uh, in the other realm at the Edinburgh Festival. Uh, is it a bird? And I've got to say, it's the hit of the fringe. That's very kind of you to say, man. Thank you. I'm having a bloody great time. Is it right to say bloody on this three you times? Say, <laughs> you can say bloody. You can say ruddy. F. You can say C. I don't don't know if we can say C. You can say C. Okay. Just always bleep a C. It's funnier. Bleep a C, yeah. Well, I've had an an effing lovely time. And thank (laughs) you so much for coming. That's very sweet of you. Oh, not at all. Um, We're going to create your dream pub. We're going to furnish it. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. But I want to know what it's like as someone whose Edinburgh career could be called a very, very, very slow burn. <laughs> what is it like to like, because you got five stars in The Guardian, what, day two? Yeah, well, they came on day two, I guess yeah. day three. And that's sort of like, that's beyond dreamland. 
I feel it. I'm not naive to it for sure. If um, it's like a waking dream. The PR told me last time that happened, it was our beloved Bo Burnham got a, f- a five in the Guardian, and oh, as a musical comedian, that's obviously an amazing comparison. Mm. So, how does it feel? Are you like, okay, this is on? Do you suddenly get all this sort of momentum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, it feels like I've got to be better every day, which is, uh, you know, that's not a sustainable mental place to be. Uh, so I'll, I'll take a bad show as a hit to recalibrate and then build up from there. I think I've, I've got that coming. One naff show just to reset everything. Because it's just getting better and better and I don't know how that's supposed to keep going. So tell um, our listeners a bit about what the show's about. Oh, well, I'm, uh, I'm transgender and I'm from Essex and the show's about superheroes. So is it a bird applies on all counts? Is it a bird? Is it a plane? But also, is it a bird? I don't know. That's my shtick, and I've just got to live up to that pun for the month, and I'll be happy. <laughs> oh, and we won the poster awards last night for yeah, the poster, which is really cool. cool. Uh, probably just for that pun. An awful lot of it is not just about um, sort of your gender identity. It's also about culture wars in general. And there's this brilliant song where you sort of just tick off four or five completely fake culture wars. Oh, that, gosh, yeah, yeah. That in most comics' hands might be like it might take them 10 minutes to sort of make the point and you just rattle them off and it's like, yep, solve that, solve that, solve that. <laughs> I think a trick for musical comedy is a list. People love a list mm. and they love the, the people understand the, the components of a song. So they're, they're along for the ride. If a song starts and a list has begun, they're, they're in for the, it can go on as long as they want. Yeah, and so it's a list of things, yeah, things that, rumours that got spread during lockdown that people got very angry about that didn't exist. For example, there was a big uproar about a gender-neutral potato head coming out. <laughs> Just yeah. a joke someone started, probably yeah. in a pub. It yeah. started, and a Facebook post had posted it, and then people getting an uproar and defending the biological sex of Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> I think that seems a little bit suspect to me. Yeah. And you were on The Voice. Yeah, 2016. Done all right. Semi-finals. Paloma Faith was my um, my coach. Oh. Absolute legend. Genius of a person. She's been very supportive. Stuck me in her last music video. She's very sweet. Oh, nice. So how did that sort of, that path, where did that lead? And is sort of the comedy an extension of that? Or is it is it a sort of a separate tentacle to your arm? I love that. <laughs> I, uh, I, was a, I was a singer for 10 years and <clears throat> toured under the uh, stage name uh, Tall Dark Friend, like sort of like Tall Dark. It came right. Do you remember a band called Get Cape, Wear Cape Fly? Yeah. Sam Duckworth. It was yeah. from a time when single solo artists had like uh, long yeah, names or like yeah. sentences. Yeah. Tall Dark Friend, 10 years, done the voice, really nice. But um, then we brought out a single, which I keep getting told off for saying is a bit shit, right? But it was a bit shit. It was just very dancey and donkey. And I'm not, I'm never, I wouldn't even listen good. to it. What you did just then, that yeah. was good. Can you, <laughs> that's some great can, stuff. Can you do that again? I mean, I used to do a little beatboxy bit wow. in the show. I might stick some in now into the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like there's a song at the beginning. So I did a did voice. It was really really nice. But then brought out a single that was very expensive and a bit shit. And I just thought I don't want to do that again for the rest of my life. Mm. So I thought I, I much enjoy making people laugh. I had a little moment in the voice. There's a thing called Marvin's Corner. It live shows. They send you over to a couch and they give you a mic in front of three million people live, and just let you talk, which is a stupid idea for oh a load my of God, yeah. you know. Um, and I was wearing a bright red suit and the couch was bright red and I riffed live trying to lie down and close my eyes and see if I could disappear on television. <laughs> and it was really funny. I thought, oh, I much yeah. enjoy doing this than the actual singing. How do you find that kind of, um, you know, from music and comedy? Uh, you know, did, did you ever kind of do jokes on stage or did you keep them very separate? No, I did. Yeah, yeah. I reckon, yeah. I reckon it's just an extension of it. Mm. Uh, there's something about a song is three or five minutes long or whatever mm. and you don't know if it's enjoyed or shit until it's over yeah. and it doesn't get a response with comedy it's 
it's an ongoing immediacy. Like, you know, if it's not going well, if you play music and it's not going well, at least something is happening. And yeah. that doesn't feel fair. Comedy feels like a meritocracy. But yeah, and I think with music, you could be playing a song and people might politely clap afterwards. Yeah, it's the convention. Yeah. But, you know, with comedy, you literally laugh or don't. So, yeah, there is that thing. I like that starkness of it. Right. The pressure yeah. of actually, we've got to actually entertain these people. Yeah. It's not just a gestural thing. Yeah, you're right. But do you find there's a thing where, when we, with a, a, an issue with sincerity? Because with, with, with music performance, you have to be very sincere. But with comedy, you can kind of hide behind personas and it's things exactly like that, that. Mm. You, i can't go back to doing music now because everything's ironic i couldn't right. sing a love song now because it sounds like well, where's what's the twist what's yeah. the comic reversal or the undercut <laughs> yeah it's, everything sounds except for like a song that maybe has got a pinch of comedy too i really enjoy like call me out by paul simon mm, yeah. i can listen to that sincerely like oh what a banging song that yeah. just unironically i can't listen to an actual love song it all just sounds like a joke yeah that's really interesting uh, but jordan also the pub has played quite a big part in your life despite the fact you uh you don't drink you've been how long have you been sober 11 years i reckon yeah so i'm 33 so god how old is 22 i reckon i stopped drinking in 22 so but why before that what was the pub to you i spent my teenage years living in a pub uh from 13 to 18 it's called the Orsit cock in the oh say that again the Orsit cock two t's on the end of Orsit, and it's in Orsit in essex where i'm from uh and uh, like the deepest, darkest is Thurrock, Thurrock in Essex. Uh, yeah, spent the best years of my life there. And I was in a grindcore band at 14, 15, 16. And we were, um, we were the only band that had access to a venue because it was my house. So yeah. all of the kids would, from school would come underage and we'd pack the place out every sort of Saturday night. Amazing. Um, regardless of musical ability, it's, it's the only place you can go, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, just turn me. For, I was a, I was the biggest geek in the world, and I, I definitely still am. But I suddenly was the lead singer of the only band in the area <laughs> with a venue where you could come and sneak a drink in. So it was I suddenly become a little rock star. Didn't know what to do with myself. What was the band called? Silent Feedback, and I don't oh. know what it means. I didn't know then. I don't know now. I like Silent it. Feedback. Yeah, it was a. A lot of people quite like that at the Edinburgh Festival. Sure. <laughs> Just yeah. sort of, I, I know you've got your opinions, keep them to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying yeah. to get my head down here. <laughs> um, so t- t- tell us what the Orsit Cock was like. The Orsit Cock was uh, a sort of a rich history. My mum used to tell me that travellers, it's very, very old, travellers used to um, uh, seek refuge there from werewolves and things back in the day. There's a lot of folklore around that sort mm. of area. It's really, really cool. Uh, and there was a, 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 a roof as most buildings often have and we used to stand <laughs> they had <yeah>. a roof <laughs> so humble brag but we did have a roof and I was I used to stand on it uh, I was a proper little goth I used to stand there with like a uh, floor length neo matrix leather coat just look over the car park with all these kids in it it was like um, it, was, it wasn't spit and sawdust but it was it was in Essex it was the middle of Essex mm. and it was uh, it was our little domain for a lot so there's a lot of a lot of kids in there that shouldn't have been in there so I've just looked it up in my mind. It, we, is that what we're talking? Yeah, that's my old house. Oh, oh my, my God. gee. And is it still a pub? No, it's now an Indian restaurant called Vujan with a floor to ceiling uh, aquarium. That's my house <laughs> I'm looking at in your mind right now. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that. So your, were your, was your mum the landlady? Yes. Was your, yes both yeah. your parents? or was just it my mum. Mum was the landlady. I lived there with brother and sister, uh, working the bar from 14 or whatever. Not particularly well. We would do the entertainment and we'd perform, you know, mm. uh, fill the karaoke up when nobody else was there sort of thing. That was our job as kids. Nice. It sort of sounds idyllic to be in a, 
pub that's got sort of myths and legends about it and have the run of the place was it incredible or was it quite hard graft as well it's hard graft but it is wonderful um at the end of the shows we would just sleep downstairs on the couches and my mum bless her little cottons she just said you can keep the money from tickets i'll just take drink sales which is a bunch of 14 year olds so it's coke and lemonade so it's nothing <laughs> yeah. and we've got pint glasses of cash a piece this four-piece band and we just with respect to them they'd always like very fairly pay for stuff and take it behind the bar but we just go to bed with a pint glass full of cash. Oh, and in the darkness, we'd chuck peanuts at the uh, spirit bottles to see if we could make noises, like uh, chimes, you know, chimes, which is why my interest yeah. in, the, in the, the festival, which is why I'm here. The yeah. peanut optic chimes. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a lovely sound. So would, is that the sort of pub, if you were creating your dream pub that would fulfill all of your publy desires, would there be elements of the Orsit cock? Yes, it was it was the longest bar in Essex in terms of just length. And mm. well, I don't know what other way that would be to explain it, but um, it didn't curve or anything, is what I'm saying. It right, was a straight yeah. line. Um, and that adds a lot because you can have different cultures going on in the same building, different yeah. groups of people that might not even cross paths all night because it's such a long bar. Uh, that's really nice, different friendship groups. Yeah, absolutely. I like the mystery of the place. We lived upstairs, obviously it's residential, massive beer garden with swing. Like as, I was 13, so I was not a child anymore, but I like the fact we had a swing set and monkey bars. That was fun. Oh gosh, and the ladies, the dan- the dancey ladies of a Friday night, you could see them from the um, top of the monkey bars, should you be so inclined to sit and watch. Um, so as a 13-year-old, I did, on occasion, peek a little something. Which <laughs> the dancey ladies? The dancey ladies, the nudie dancey ladies. Um, we, um, so many memories are flooding back. Gosh, this is so <laughs> sweet. Um, oh, I used to collect glasses on the dancey lady nights, the, the strippy lady nights. Um, and I once bumped into my PE teacher in a full-on Zach, no, God, what's the, uh, Danny Zuko outfit and sunglasses. So as not, I don't think he thought I was going to be there, but I didn't know what the etiquette was. So I just said, oh, hello, sir. <laughs> like in the middle, I was watching these trippy ladies. It was just in the round. Why was he dressed stage. like that? I have no idea. He's my PE teacher. And it's really weird to see him as this sort of like 50s hipster guy. It was so strange. Wow. It looked like a disguise. I, I, right. Even as a grown-up now, looking back, I think he was in disguise. So when did... Because I sort of, now you've said that, I have vague memories of hearing about strippy ladies in pubs. But when did that sort of die out and not to cast aspersions, but my Essex have been one of the last places where you could go for the that last sort bastion of... <laughs> of yeah, they, um, I, I, I agree, you don't see it as much anymore. And it was obscene as well. I've got so much respect for, for strippy ladies and sex workers and stuff. But it was a, a tiny stage in the round. It, 360 men on looking without an exit as far as i remember you sort of have to just pick your corner you know and, and go for it and <laughs> like you know and snooker wise you know i'm top top left that's what i'm gonna get out at the end of the show <laughs> yeah. um but yeah just uh and and the the depths of depravity going on like you'd have uh, the, the two ladies dancing together and giving a show and it's not as like i haven't seen anything like that for a long time i think yeah things still have become a little bit more wholesome in that department everywhere you go yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard of that in no. pubs, actually. <laughs> really, really extreme. But packed it out. Yeah. We did pack it out, and we got rid of that for our heavy metal night, which <laughs> filled the place with children who weren't spending any money. So bless my mum for actually making that move. That's brilliant. So she's juggling quite a lot of uh, sort of different types of entertainment. Would your, would your dream pub have entertainment space, and what sort of stuff would you like to have on? Gosh, every kind of music, for sure. Lots of confluence of music, perhaps two stages like a festival. You've got, and they'd be staggered, because mm. that's the biggest mistake people make. Big electric band, nice acoustic band, but on a staggered uh, yeah. schedule, one in the main bar, 
uh, to receive people upon reception. Nobody really wants to play an active bar, do you? You don't want to go in and do a show in a pub that didn't realise you were going to be there. They won't, didn't want entertainment. Yes. They had the stage set up in the corner under the yeah. TV. I've done that plenty of times. So purpose-built entertainment would be a must. Mm, mm. Yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, well, let's head on to some of your drink choices. Um, we're going to start off with two draft items. What are you going for? Cronenberg was my drink. All, yeah, every, seven days a week. Pint of numbers. Sorry? Uh, isn't it in, in Detectorists? Have you seen that? I have. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. They always call Cronenberg numbers. Right. A pint of numbers. What is yeah. it, 1964? 16, no, 16, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah uh, just... Yeah, I just think it's a good, it's a good beer, uh, and I think I'll probably pair that with an old speckled hen because that's my oh, mum's favourite. Mm. And all of our drinks at the All Sick Cock, we had a lot of bird themed stuff as our right, you know. So uh. we had famous grouse was like a whiskey, and uh, instead of Red Bull, there was Red Rooster. So mm, we had loads yeah. of bird themed stuff, which was nice. Nice and a chicken. Uh, serving kebab van outside was very chicken specialist. I think that might have been a coincidence. But, <laughs> so yeah. was it, what sort of clientele were you getting? Was it like a, a real ale drinker's pub? Was it a lager drinker's pub? A lager was it locals? Pub. It was locals, bar flies. That, yeah, not, not connoisseurs of it, but it was nice that we had those in there as well. We'd have occasionally have a beer festival, whatever, but no, it's, it's plonked in the middle of Thurrock, Essex. So yeah, a lager drinking crowd. And it's just, it's a big building, Huge. just sort of on its own. Yep. Did you, is that part of the reason why it's not a pub anymore? Did it become just sort of too big for, for itself? That's a good point. It's on a roundabout and then roundabout is named after the pub. It's like a landmark, mm. but it is in the middle of nowhere. So yeah, probably just, uh, what do you call it? Um, it's just manageable growth. Yeah, it just... It's, it's sad that you get that quite a lot in London where bus stops are named after pubs that aren't there anymore. Mm. Yeah, it's haunting. Yes. Well, I think like one of the most common types of pub that you see have gone are those like commuter pubs that are on sort of A-roads, yeah. not really connected to any, and they become a big Indian restaurant or a big Chinese buffet mm. place or a Thai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people will travel to a restaurant in a way that I guess they can't travel to pubs because you can't, you know, back. can't drink and drive yeah, yeah. and stuff and there might not be taxis or anything. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. When did you leave? I would have been 18 years old. So again, my math is terrible, but uh, then. 15 years ago. 15 years ago. Yeah. That's remarkable. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I moved to... Uh, Moved. It was a, a, a. It's a difficult thing. A pub is a difficult thing, and 
Uh, I think it's one of those situations where we, the brewery, had us under the, their thumb, so we couldn't buy from any, elsewhere, mm. in, even bottles and bit and things. It was a very strange situation. I don't want to like, get my mum in trouble now after all these years. <laughs> I'm not sure what skullduggery <laughs> went on, but um, yeah. And where did you move to at 18? Was that for uni? Or? No, just uh, we, I think we, were, <laughs> again, I think we went bankrupt. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I do want to come out and say it, but yes. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Okay. Uh, to Tilbury Town in Essex, uh, the famous port town of Tilbury. Hey man, the band is so good, man. Yeah, they're, they're all right, yeah, they're, 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 they're rocking it up. Yeah, man, solo is like speaking to my soul, man. Yeah, I can sort of feel it, I can feel it speaking to me, my soul. It's quite, it's taking quite a long time to say whatever it's trying to say. Yeah, it's so sweet, man. I mean, it's, it's, if anything, it's, it might be too long. Yeah, man, life's too long, man. The solo is like life. N- yeah, I, I think it is too long now. To, I, might, I might go to the pub, actually. Don't go to the pub, you're going to miss the end of the solo. Can you just tell me what happens at the end? I'm off to the moon underwater. Uh, so we move on now to your cans and or bottles. Sure. What are you going for? Can wise, right? So I, um, a bottle is not a spirit, is it? A spirit is distinct. So I've got. Well, it things. could be. Well, it depends to... how you want. So people tend not to think too far outside of the box. But for example, if you wanted four spirits, you could have two <laughs> bottles of spirits and then two spirits. I suppose we need a, a mixer. I I would go for right. So first of all, a, a Blossom Hill White Zinfandel. <laughs> uh, the old Blossom yeah, Hill. Very much my uh, college. Drink, I right. like that. Very tasty, very fruity, lovely yeah. on a summer's day. I use. I went through a big period of Blossom Hill White Zinfandel. <laughs> I can sort of taste it now. Yeah, you really can. Yeah, and it's like a sort of four ninety nine <laughs> newsagent wine, and you see it in the supermarkets very much at the sort of because the shelving in a supermarket is sort of like the scale. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's bottom shelf it's stuff. Level, yeah. But yeah. now they do all these like weird Blossom Hill like infusion wines that you're like, well, this isn't a wine, but it's in the wine section, so it'll be like peach and lime wine. <laughs> Don't you think though that it's got harder to work out which ones are crap wines now because the label making game has really come on? Yes. yes. You know what I mean. So you look at that bottom shelf. Some of them look pretty good, yeah. but you're just judging by the label. <laughs> yeah. There's a hidden gem thing in your mind yeah know, perhaps yeah yeah exactly but you worth. sort of have to judge by price unfortunately yeah um but that said i i do like a, a conchatoro sauvignon blanc which is often the best wine you can get in a news agents and it's like six quid and it's very drinkable is it yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um so tell us about the the blossom hill years I was courting a young lady and I'd bring a bottle of Blossom Hills Infandel to her house every single time, which I thought was fancy at the time. <laughs> I really genuinely thought that, not ironically. Um, so the flavour, the remembrance of that flavour is also paired with, I suppose, an oxytocin blend of, like, romance. So, yeah, it's just really, really fond memories. Well, it does sort of have a, like, strawberry lip gloss. Yeah, yeah, Sort absolutely. of youthful spritz smell to it. Yeah, definitely. I, I wouldn't. It's not an unpleasant smell to smell on someone for sure. It's like a fruity perfume. Mm. Yeah, you don't you don't smell like a wino. Did and did she like the Blossom Hill? I think yeah, the results spoke for themselves. I think yeah, we had a lovely time, <laughs> wonderful time. Yeah, she well, she might have just been polite, but it was yeah, we had a nice time. Uh, so, what's your second choice? 
um, it would be to pair with a with a drink that's coming up, uh, an energy drink of sorts. Uh, I, I would have gone with the Red Bull, but right. So not to be crass, but my favourite of them, there's a brand Pussy Energy Drink. It's got the little star for the U that I really really like because if you pair it with a um, a Jägermeister, which is a drink of mine that's coming up, it tastes exactly like a Marks and Spencer's Percy Pig. It's really strawberry kiwi mix for some reason, yeah. and is it the digestive? that you mix with the uh, the Percy energy drink, which I think has got strawberry and kiwi in it. It just brings out that flavour. So I used to call, I used to drink them and call them Percy Bombs. Percy Bombs. Instead of Jaeger Bombs. That's brilliant. Because you wouldn't want to call them Pussy Pigs, would you? <laughs> <laughs> sure. There was a process. Yeah, there was yeah, a, yeah. We, had a, we had a writer's room. And do you, do you mind talking about drinking then? Because you obviously have been sober. We, we don't I, have to. No, of course, yeah. Uh, fond, fond memories. Mm. I just used to... Um, there was a there was a bar in Lakeside Shopping Centre. I don't know if you're familiar with Lakeside. Where the darts is. Where the, yeah, exactly. And uh, it was called the Old Orleans. It was a New Orleans-themed bar. And I used to play there once a month. And I just would spend all the money they'd give me there every day. Buy a bottle of um, cheap Chardonnay and just Jaegers and pints all day long. And then do the same thing over and over again. It's just not... It's just not a sustainable lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's different kinds. Of, I mean, I'm not qualified to speak about it, but really different kinds of alcoholics. I'm just one of those people where um, it's a, a steady... No, if you start, can't stop. Mm-hmm. And I think that runs in my family. Yeah, so I don't have to have it for a while. I haven't had anything for 11 years. It would mess me up. Mm. But talking about Percy Bombs brings back some... <laughs> it's the flavours. You just remember those flavours. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, so when you were um, going through the voice sort of experience yeah. was that quite a, like a was there a lot of booze around or is it just so professional and so like sort of so machine tooled that it's not yeah. like sort of being on tour or being on the road or anything? it was the last year that it was on the bbc and it moved to itv and there's a different duty of care when it's a bbc show they can't f things up you have mm. to be looked after so every yeah everything worked very very mechanical and yeah it, it was fine um the comedy game is obviously a flood of of alcohol some people need it to get through the show and that that's a really interesting conversation to have with people at fringe that's their whole mm. vibe i really like it i like that that's like it's like i've got romanticism about that lifestyle i just can't do it mm. i just I wouldn't show up tomorrow i mean i'm at, I'm at the fringe for about five days and i feel like i'm i've, I've crammed a month's worth of drinking into those <laughs> days so I, I just don't know how i'd survive for a month i mean i obviously wouldn't go at it like i did last night yeah there's in the moon underwater today a little sort of little cloud has um has revealed itself sort of above robin's head wow. and around his brow he's wow. got a little brow cloud yeah brow cloud yeah and he's sort of the the there's a sort of an effect where he's sort of almost sinking into his own mind <laughs> yes i suppose you're quite right yeah but that's okay yeah it's just the weather of the mind it is the weather of the mind yeah but i mean yes you're absolutely right but I mean, you know, we did a show last night and, you know, I had friends coming and stayed with them and met some new friends as well. And, and you know, but how do you avoid doing that every night for a month? You just can't, can you? Well, I would say I think everyone has the night you had last night. Mm. And then it just depends at which point in the month that happens. Mm. So I had it after about five days. Mm. And since then, I've been sort of five pints max. Which is dealable with. It's always mm. manageable. I mean, it's not ideal because it does sort of build up. But we're all grasping for some pattern and so, you know, some routine when we here. We just dropped into a big scrambling sort of mm. nest of spaghetti. Yeah. So it's like any routine that you can find. If something was a comforting night that worked, mm. you know, you can you can quantify it with the drinks that you had and what you enjoyed. Why wouldn't you just repeat that behaviour if it's working? Obviously, it's not sustainable. But mm. everyone's looking for something, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. You're quite right. 
Um, so, so far in Jordan Gray's Dream Pub, we have Cronenberg, uh, Old Speckled Hen, Blossom Hill White Zinfandel, and, pardon my language, Pussy Energy Drink. Um, but in this pub, we also have uh, have echoes of the Orsit Cock with its long bar and its room for entertainment of all styles, but I think probably musical, or will will there be strippy ladies? No strippy ladies, because they deserve better than yes. our pub and our clientele, to be perfectly honest. They should be earning a lot more money in a lot swankier place. But plenty of comedy, lots and lots of live comedy. Fantastic. Well, we head over now uh, to the Moon Underwater pub quiz. Robin. <laughs> Okay, everybody, pens out, eyes down, it's time for the quiz. He played for Zimbabwe, but he was born in South Africa. I know Alaska is bigger, that wasn't the question. Put your phone away. Right, Michael Jackson's Funky Monkey had been deducted five points. Thanks, John. And uh, did did your pup have a pub quiz? We did, yeah. yeah. We had to, tried everything to make money. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you feel about quizzes? You... Love me a quiz. Oh, nice. Gosh, I've become friends recently with the, the chasers one by one, so I'm, oh, I'm in quiz mode. Yeah. Cool. Brilliant. Well, this week's quiz, uh, topically enough, because we're in Edinburgh at the moment, is about the Edinburgh Comedy Award. Lots of people have won or shared it over the years. and um, So this is, um, this is three questions about the Edinburgh Comedy Award, formerly the Perrier. Uh, question one... Who won the inaugural Edinburgh Comedy Award in 1981? Who won the inaugural Edinburgh Comedy Award in 1981? Question two. What was the name of Steve Coogan's winning show in 1992? Oh, that's a good cue. Question three. Which ensemble show won the award in 2002 and went on to become a cult TV series in 2004. Didn't phrase that question very well. I wrote it this morning. (laughs) Which ensemble show won the award in 2002 and went on to become a cult TV series in 2004? So there we go. That's the quiz. Very good quiz, Robin, there. Um, And uh, we are about to take a brief sojourn from Jordan Gray's Dream Pub. Uh, Just to remind you, if you want to support The Moon Underwater, you can go to moonunderpod.com and if you subscribe, you get access to things like live events and Jordan's bonus choice, which will not feature for the Johnny-come-flyby-nightlies. But if you are a Johnny-come-flyby-nightly, you're just as welcome here at The Moon Underwater. You just don't get the extra gifts. Uh, So we'll see you back in part two. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. 
Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 